Well, hello, and welcome to the newest installment of Faux Real. I'm your host, Devlin Wilder. In this episode, I welcome founders and nerd gurus, Paul Scanlon and Jeff Anderson of Legion M, the world's first and currently only fan-owned entertainment company. Legion M is the company you may know as the production company behind the thriller Bad Samaritan, starring David Tennant, the black comedy monster movie Colossal, starring Anne Hathaway, and the con darling action horror film Mandy, starring Nick Cage. I am very proud to be an investor in the company myself and had a very nerdy and hilarious time speaking with them both about the founding of the company, how investing with Legion M works, and about presenting my wild show idea for their pitch elevator at San Diego Comic-Con. Here we go. Let's get rolling on episode 26 with Paul Scanlon and Jeff Anderson of Legion M. Welcome, everybody, to Faux Real. I'm very excited to have Team Legion M here with me. I have Paul Scanlon and Jeff Anderson. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for, for having us. us. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> Buy me a coat. Guys, we got so much to talk about. This is so exciting. You were just talking outside about a meeting with Margot Robbie. You guys are all over the place. Well, we met with Margot Robbie's production company Uh this morning. Yeah, the skies are opening up for Legion M right now. It's really exciting. Legion M is the first fan-owned entertainment company, and uh, they are behind such productions as I'm sure you've seen. That's the very recent Bad Samaritan starring David Tennant, Colossal with Anne Hathaway, Mandy with Nick Cage. The Field Guide to Evil, the really exciting pro- – guys, we got to talk about Evermore. I'm sorry. I'm jumping way ahead. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm so excited. chapter six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about everything that you guys are doing. It's just very cool. So let's rewind and go back to the beginning. <laughs> like, how did you come about this? How did it enter your head? How did the partnership form? Tell me all the things. Well, Jeff and I have known each other for years, and we started another company together 18 years ago called uh, Moby TV, and that company is still operating, and we're still involved in shareholders there. But two years ago, we decided to to start another company together, and new securities laws were recently enabled by the Jobs Act, and it was something that we wanted to we, – we got really excited about this because what it's doing is basically – allowing everyday investors to invest in startups. And um, we think that's revolution. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that up until two years ago, if you wanted to invest in your brother's startup or your best friend's startup, you legally weren't allowed to unless you, unless you met the SEC's definition of an accredited investor, which means that you're already really wealthy. You have a million dollars in net assets or you make over $250,000 a year. So that's the top 3%. I don't meet any of those prerequisites. <laughs> yeah, most, not, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Thank you, buddy. After this podcast, Thank you, things exactly. may change. I think we're going to change that for you. But, but so in 2012, Congress decided to reform the laws because it's not fair. And, you know, we have an economy that's dominated by startup growth. But if most people aren't allowed to participate in it, they can only invest once a company goes public. And we know that... Once a company goes public, they might still have a little bit of growth, but it's not the kind of trajectory that they have from startup to public offering. So they've introduced these new securities laws, which enable a, basically a equity crowdfunding. So it's like Kickstarter, but with real equity. So you're not just getting a, a coffee mug or a T-shirt for your contribution. In our case, you actually own shares. And so we got really excited about these new rules because we believe that 
fans individually, we're all just fans. But if we come together, we have a unique power. And the power to create an entertainment company is unbelievable. And so we saw a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, you know, literally on the first day that these new securities laws were available, Jeff and I, we had announced the company like a few months earlier, and then we were literally the first company to go on file. And I'm happy to report that two years later, we're one of the most successful Jobs Act companies, and we're really proud of that. And, you know, we hope other people find inspiration to 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 do it in other industries. But, you know, we, we chose entertainment because we're fans and we love entertainment. I studied film in college, and but also because entertainment is a fan driven like it's a it's a passion driven industry and we believe that a fan owned entertainment company you know in a lot of ways is better than an entertainment company owned by Wall Street and today most of our entertainment is coming effectively from companies that are owned by corporations that are owned by Wall Street I and I'm so excited you guys are so revolutionary in what you've and what you've done with this company and with Moby TV, uh, mm-hmm. Moby TV was also the first. Uh, I'm pulling this straight from Wiki. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. The 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 first company to allow streaming on mobile a mobile platform. Yeah, it was actually the first to really stream outside of the living room. This was back in 2003. So if you can take Little yourself boy. back to like <laughs> pre Motorola Razor days, yeah. like back when camera on a phone was a novelty and people right. were like, oh, why are they putting cameras on phones? That'll never work. Like who yep. would, would ever want a camera on their phone? But we launched a live streaming television on a couple phones and it was the first time, like back in those days, the only place that you watched TV was in in your living room with a satellite dish or a cable connection. And we had 14 channels of live, you know, streaming, and I'm doing air quotes around the streaming television, because if you look at it by today's standards, it was terrible. I mean, we were, we had live continuous audio and it was the exact same thing that was on TV. So if you held your cell phone up to the TV, like there's Fox News, there's this Fox News or mm-hmm. Discovery Channel or TLC or whatever. Fox News. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How did that come to you? <laughs> we did right? have Fox no, News. I know as, we as did. One of those those 14 yeah, I know, channels. I but yeah, uh, and it's a, I mean, if that's what you're into, popular. I suppose. Hey, it, it was a different time back then. It was yeah. a different time back then. But uh, <laughs> in any case, the, the point is, is that the video, though, was we were showing one image like every couple seconds. And so by today's Slide standard, it, it, it was completely ridiculous. But back in 2003, it was the coolest damn thing that you could do with your cell phone. Yeah. And it, it, we, we, it, it was a, a spark that just exploded. And, you know, we'd been working with that company for a few years. By when we launched that product, we were probably 10 or 15 people. And a couple of years later, we had hundreds of people working for the company. We'd won an Emmy Award for innovation in television. That's right. You got uh, an Emmy. <laughs> We Congratulations. Were the worldwide leaders in 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 television delivery outside of the home. And so, you know, we've we've been in these kind of, you know, pioneering new frontiers. And that's what's so exciting about what Paul was saying with the Jobs Act. Like this is the sort of opportunity that only comes around once in a lifetime. Like the the rules changed and the fundamental landscape changed and it opened the door for this enormous idea, which is a fan-owned entertainment company, which had never been possible before. Yeah, it's funny because when, you know, as we We've kind of grown the company and put it out there. We've come across amazing people, and we were talking to Stan Lee about it and explaining it to him. And he's literally quoted, he's quoted in the LA Times as saying, I think Legion M is such a good idea. I wish I had thought of it. And, you know, and it's and it's just like Jeff was saying is, you know, p- people could have thought of it, but 
it wasn't until two years ago that you could practically do it, right? I mean, you, you know, companies don't go public until they're, they've got $100 million in revenue. We took Moby TV through that process. We saw how it worked. And it's by the time you're doing that, you're not really owned by like the public, right? You know, yeah. you're owned by banks and funds and all these things. And, you know, there's no better time to be owned by, you know, people that want to support you than when you're a startup. So, you know, just to go back to it, the Jobs Act, it's an amazing catalyst for entrepreneurialism or entrepreneurism and, and, and businesses in our, in our country. And we're, you know, we're hopeful that other people jump on the bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. As well as for the investors, because I mean, to, yep. to give you an example, because I, I don't think a lot of people realize this, right? But if you take Facebook as an example, right? Facebook started as a cup as one guy or a couple guys working out of the dorm room. Every startup company starts being worth nothing, right? Zero. The valuation is zero. And people pour their sweat and their ideas and, and their time into it. And it grows in value. And in the case, you know, and then at some point when it gets big enough that it goes public and, and that's when the public can invest. So in the case, of Facebook, it was a hundred billion dollar company when it had gone public. And if you were smart enough and lucky enough to get in on the day that it IPO'd and hold on after it took a nosedive over the first couple of weeks and had it to this day, you'd have about a 4x return on your money, which is pretty good, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, not, as far as not bad, not as far bad. as Wall Street goes. But the guys that got in early, like when it was Legion M size, they had a 3,000x return on investment. <laughs> and so like, it's the sort of thing that that was completely off limits to everybody except the wealthy elite. And the Jobs Act changed that. And so now anybody can invest. It's a totally different type of investing because startups are extremely high risk. And for every Facebook out there, there's hundreds, if not thousands of pets.com or web vans or companies that you've never heard of because they never kind of achieved escape velocity. But the point is, is that for a company like Legion M, like that is like it's on the table. There's nothing saying that we can't be as big as Facebook. Yep. And it's coming very soon. I'm a very proud investor myself. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> at, at, at a big $100, but I'm, I'm very, very proud to be part of the team. I also did the very first pitch elevator that you oh, guys did at Comic-Con. You didn't pick it, you jerks. It wasn't us. But I took part. It was so much fun. Yeah. I love seeing you guys at the cons and stuff, and I'm sure you'll have a big presence this year. What What are your plans for this year's <laughs> Comic-Con? <laughs> well, San Diego Comic-Con, we, we had some like really big plans. We can't really do it. It'll come Ooh. out eventually. Uh, but it, but, they're, but they're not. it's not happening now, unfortunately. Oh, uh, we so just now found we're, out yesterday. We're, oh. We still have some, some things, but nothing. Sorry, guys. And, oh, it's okay. You know, I mean, it's it's not that big. I mean, it's a disappointment, but it it is what it is. And it's unrelated to us as to why it's not. Yeah. It's kind of, that's just part of the startup life, right? You yeah. know, it's a roller coaster. And, you know, for us, the fact that our we have this amazing grand plan and, you know, it was dashed. But, I mean, shoot, we're still six weeks out from the con, which yeah. is we'll earlier than we usually plan start together. planning. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll do something. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we are still, Pitch Elevator is still an ongoing thing, so... Yeah, yeah. So you, you oh, I'll keep throwing ideas at you. Another chance. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll bug you to death. Don't you worry. That's that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm all about. I don't even know where to go next because I'm so excited. Let's talk about your partnership with Stupid Monkey Productions and mm. Seth Green. How did he come on board? How did that happen? 
Yeah, so Stupid Buddy Studios, uh, you know, they're the creators of Robot Chicken and Super Mansion. And we had been introduced to them early on uh, to Seth Green and Matt Seinrich and Harv and Eric. And they're just a great group of people. And they're doing what we think is like really some of the most creative creative work in LA and in Hollywood. And when we started talking about kind of doing this type of company, they they were right there. So we literally, we launched the company with them as one of our founding allies. And what that means is that they're, you know, they're endorsing us, they're an equity holder. They helped us kind of get the word out in, in the early days and that you know, ultimately our goal is to find some projects that we would do together. We haven't announced anything yet and we're still in discussions, but, you know, that's that's probably definitely something we will do at some point. Yeah, those guys are fantastic, too. I mean, one of the things that for us, for Paul and I, like we've got entertainment industry experience, but, you know, at, at our core, we're, we're tech guys, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're Silicon Valley guys. And you know, Hollywood is one of the most competitive and complex landscapes like in the world. They say the best way to make a million dollars in Hollywood is to start out with two million dollars. <laughs> and so, you <laughs> yeah. know, we have taken great pains to go out and establish just an extraordinary advisory board. People mm-hmm. like Seth Green and the Stupid Buddies, people like uh, Tim League, Tim the founder League of Alamo and, Draft um, House. Yeah, and keep going. Leonard Malton, <laughs> the... Uh, keep going. Hit it again. Uh, Lisa Tabak. We've got like... Christian... Christian Parks yeah. and... We've got an amazing advisory board. I mean, and, and what we found is like when we go out and we talk to people, I mean, our advisory board could literally be like as big as we want it to be. Because yeah. so many people love what we're doing. They like the idea of the, you know, engaging the community and, and aligning it into like a movement. Like we see Legion M almost as a movement. And so there have been a lot of people that want to come on board. And so what we've done is, you know, as Jeff was saying, we want to have advisors that are having expertise in different different areas you know the buds come with a with a specific expertise in kind of comedy for like millennials and the sort of animation and television they know how to develop content they do a lot of that we have people like leonard balton you know who's probably the greatest living authority on film absolutely and, you know and he's been Absolutely. Like, I mean, I think he does a podcast. Here, he does. Yeah. yeah, he does. And he is with his he, daughter. I think Yeah, yeah he and Jesse. Jesse are just the most amazing people. And, you know, they came and joined our Sundance activation that we did this year. Oh. And uh, Leonard was in her. Leonard and, and Jesse were helping interview filmmakers as they were coming through doing the rounds. And we we streamed that out onto uh, movie pilot. It was amazing. I mean, it was just a blast. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we feel like those people are just critical for helping us navigate the business of Hollywood. Like, we've got this amazing superpower, which is our legion of fans, which is unparalleled in its ability to help us evaluate the art, you know, and help us choose, like, what's best and help us find, like, new up-and-coming properties. But when it comes to the business of it, like, you need people that have demonstrated success and have shown an ability to make money in Hollywood. And the people that you can call, and they're like, oh, no, don't talk to that person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I needed a lot more of those in my early days of my career and still do. (laughs) Well, it's funny, you know, in a way, like our advisory board and our community as a whole, like everything about Legion M is about the power of the network 
right? And so, you know, our community, you know, it's it's more than just like another play, another way to raise capital. It's a source of information and advice and insight. And that's what it, you know, it's really been amazing on that level. So we've got the community, like when we have to ask questions about things or what are people into, we do a reading club where we're always gathering insight and data. And so like a lot of our, of, of our investors and members, like before they, they join, they would say, well, do we really have a voice and will we ever have a voice? And, you know, we're always like, absolutely. We'd be crazy to do this and not give you a voice, right? Because that voice is differentiating. I mean, it's what, you know, the, the superpower that we have is not just that we have funding from all these people, but we also have insight from them. And when we put projects out, we've got their support. So it really does, it works that way. And our advisory board is the same way, you know, where we can have a collection of of the smartest people, some of the smartest people in Hollywood that, you know, we don't need to employ them full time. That wouldn't make sense. But as an advisor and someone that we can pick up the phone and get advice from is is like infinitely valuable to the company. Absolutely. That's that's so cool. I, I, I It's so unbelievable that this has come together so fast and in yeah. only two years. Yeah. That's amazing. And you guys just opened up round three. Yep. Round three right? is open right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's funny because, you know, I think that if we could flash back in two years ago, Paul and I, two years ago when we first opened it, it was just Paul and I jumping up and down saying, hey, we got this <laughs> great idea, you know, yeah. come come check it out. Does and, anyone agree? <laughs> and, but it's, it's, it's been amazing how quickly things have developed and the fact that we've done projects, you know, with people like Stan Lee and, and Seth, or not Seth Green, Kevin Smith, uh, Anne Hathaway and Nicholas Cage, Cage and Dean and Devlin. Like Dean Devlin is the, he's David the guy Tennant. that created Stargate and yeah. he, he produced Independence, uh, Independence Stay with Will Smith. And yeah. he has come out and said, I think Legion M is the future of Hollywood. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's so rewarding and intoxicating, I think, for us to to see this external validation of it. And it's also like kind of terrifying because, yeah. you know, like we're only at the this is still the first inning for us. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and you know, we've we've got we've got so far to go, but it's it's clear that the potential is there. And and just the fact that we're owned by fans has opened so many doors for us. It's it's incredible. Well, one of the things that we always remark on, like when we started Moby TV, we ultimately, you know, did win an Emmy Award and we had all the industry. And now you look back at it and people just take it for granted. It's like, of course we have ATMs. Didn't we always have ATMs? And of course we watch TV on our phones. And didn't we always watch TV on our phones? And But the interesting thing, like when Jeff and I were originally proposing that, and like we would come to Hollywood and say, hey, we want to license your content. This is what we want to do. I mean, a lot of the studio executives would be like, are you crazy? Like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No one's going to watch TV. Our content TV will never be on a cell phone. That's crazy. And, you know, just a couple years after that, all these people are our friends. And, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I, I believed and I always believed in, you know, TV and but but the the contrast here is literally like I mean I, I would say maybe the first six months it was a lot of explaining and trying to get people to understand. I mean, people like Kevin Smith and Stanley, of course, immediately get it. Of course. Um, and then there are other people in the industry that maybe take a little bit longer or kind of puzzled by it and curious. But I would say like one thing that like we're really excited for and grateful, frankly, 
is how well received the industry is taking it. Like, I mean, it, this is something that, you know, the, it doesn't feel like there's any resistance. In fact, there's the skies are opening. I mean, what we've found is that, you know, we've got a groundswell of people that now want to work with us. And we're like, as Jeff said, we're like a snowball, right? You know, we're at the top of the hill. We've gotten a little bigger than we were when we, well, we started as a pebble. Now we're like a little <laughs> snow, like a bigger snowball. One, one, one but flake. we're still like a rolling down flake. the hill. But every revolution, we take on more snow and we take on more snow. And, you know, when our community grows from 10,000 to 30,000 to 50,000, it starts to grow faster because we've got more people out there talking about it and we've got more projects and more proof points that this is a viable thing and that it's also really fun you know and this is what i mean one of the one of the most rewarding things about legion m is that what we've found is so many things that we do are good business but it's also really fun you know, like getting people to go out, meet up and go see a film together that they all have an investment in and they all played a role in kind of bringing to the market is really fun. But when they all meet up and bring their friends and family and go see the film, it's also good for the. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. You you want to you want to do the thing so you and can have the after box party. Office, that's what it's all like, about. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Icons face to face. There we go. <laughs> you have to say it like this. Icons. Icons. Face to face. <laughs> Jeff? Do you, do you Icons. <laughs> yeah, so so that that project is, I think, a really special one. What we did, have you tried virtual reality like Oculus or anything? I have. Like I, uh, I've, done, I've done a couple promos for Oculus things. Actually, uh, I took part in a Sleepy Hollow oh, event. Cool. Nice. With Oculus at Comic Con. Oh, a that's few years awesome! Ago. That's yep. awesome. Yeah. So I mean, if you've tried VR, you know, current, you know, era mm-hmm. VR, it's it's really cool. And and you put it on and you're immersed, like you're in another world, and it it totally messes with your your system. You know, like to it's the awesome. point yeah. where if you put goggles on and there's a giant hole in front of you, like ninety percent of people will not step forward because you've got you know millions of years of evolutionary biology uh-huh. that is saying <laughs> don't step forward. Don't do and, it. And, Even though you know that there's just ground there. So it's remarkable, but it's also not done yet, right? Like when you put on VR, it doesn't feel like you're in another world. I mean, it doesn't look like it. Like you can tell it's, it's, we like to say it's kind of like being, you know, immersed in like a 1990s era Trinitron TV, right? You can still like see the pixels. That'd kind of be cool. Honestly, I I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Wandering around with my, uh, (laughs) my 90s threads. Yeah. And my... (laughs) My Tron visor. Yeah. So, so, but we know that within the next probably three to five years, the technology is going to catch up and, you know, the display technology and the optics and all the bandwidth and processing, like all the bottlenecks are going to go away. So at some point, relatively soon, you'll be able to put on a VR visor and it will be visually indistinguishable from actual reality, right? The, the, the fidelity will be there. Mm-hmm. And 
we had this really special opportunity. We wanted to do a face-to-face interview with Stanley and capture it in that breathtaking, like true life fidelity so that it could be something that can be preserved for ages. Like the whole idea is what if you go back and spend an hour with William Shakespeare? I mean, that would be incredible. And it's, it's too late for that now. However, with Stan, we had the opportunity. He agreed to do this interview with us. We went out and sourced like this groundbreaking technology. It was groundbreaking a year and a half ago when we filmed it. And it's still, you know, the, the footage that we, that we captured is higher resolution than any display today still. It's, it's, it's so big, you can't even display it on like an IMAX. Like it is so high quality that you can't actually view the entirety of it. But we captured it that way because we know that, you know, within the next couple of years, these limitations are going to go away. And when that time comes, we have like the highest fidelity. It's literally at the, the threshold of perception of the human eye, you know, where it doesn't make sense to go any higher because now the human eye can't perceive it. Till we get bionic eyes. <laughs> That's yes. right. That's right. Then we're going to be hosed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll look like shit again. But um, <laughs> we've got about an hour and a half of footage of uh, Stanley and Kevin Smith talking, and it's like it's like the you know the three people: Stan, Kevin, and the viewer and the in the VR guys. Mm-hmm. Like if you were just standing at a bar, like you're. I don't know, like a foot or two away from Stan. But you're in Stanley's party room at his house. Because <laughs> Stanley knows <laughs> how to like party. A, yeah. He knows how to party. <laughs> yeah. It's like his man cave. Yeah. It's actually a great Whoa. room. Yeah. It was incredible. And we've got this footage and we talked to about the, you know, the formation and the creation of Spider-Man and what it was like running Marvel through the golden age. But also we talked to him about like he narrowly avoided going to the front lines in World War II and ended up in a propaganda unit with Dr. Seuss, of all people, yeah. writing as, as a writer for the U.S. Army. And he told us those stories. He sung songs. He sang a song that he had written back in World War II, a jingle that was designed to improve the morale of the troops. Like, it was incredible to hear these stories. The accounting department or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. We also, um, at the time, his wife was still alive, and she's since passed away. But they were, that year, going to be celebrating their 70th year um, anniversary. And she passed away just before, which was definitely devastating for Stan, but we have both him and her describing the day that they met and fell in love almost 70 years ago. It was so poignant. The whole, like the whole crew was like tearing up. Like it was, Kevin Smith Smith, like got choked up. Like he didn't know what to do. How would you not? Yeah. It was was absolutely magical. It was incredible. And so, so we've got this footage. We haven't, you know, it hasn't been released yet. It's something that is, you know, it's sitting in the vault basically. And we're working, we're, we're, we did it as a pilot for what we hope to be an ongoing series where we sit down with people. Stephen Hawking was on our list of people that we wanted to sit down with. And again, it's, it's so unfortunate that that opportunity has passed, but, uh, but it's the perfect type of project to come from a fan-owned entertainment company, you know, because oh, we're yeah. fans of Stan and Stephen Hawking ha- has fans and like, you know, like, and and we can allow our community to like, tell us, all right, who do we want to do? Who do we want to interview next? Like yeah. who's, who's next to be an icon? A lot of the questions in that interview were sourced <clears throat> yep. from the Legion. Amazing. And so 
like like really smart questions that we were able to provide to Kevin Smith. And he's like, oh, this is great. I yeah. can, you know, ask these intimate questions to Stan. I'd also say that, like, we wouldn't have even gotten that interview if we were, if it was just Jeff and Paul's production company, you know, like, that's that's one of the that's things that's sure. that's so unique. Like, Stan is one of those guys. And again, like Dean Devlin with, with uh, Bad Samaritan and uh, Neon and the Anne Hathaway movie Colossal that we did. Like, those, these are all projects. Like, they don't need our money. Yep. They're, they open the door to us because of the fact that we were coming to them as a group of fans. And so, yeah. you know, if you went to Stanley and said, hey, I'm a multinational corporation and I'd like to do a VR, you know, series with you, he'd probably do it if you paid him enough. Right. But in our case, like we didn't pay him any money. You know, he, he got some shares in the company. So he's a fellow shareholder so along cool. with you. But he was willing to do it because he loved the idea that he was literally doing this for his fans and partnering with his fans to create something that we think will be immensely valuable. And again, yeah. I think 20 years from now, now, 100 years from now, it will be just as valuable as it is today to be able to sit down face to face and spend an hour with one of the greatest storytellers of our time. I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Uh, Stan's such a dear, sweet man. I had the pleasure of meeting him uh, a few years ago. I did a uh, I did a web series called Fan Wars that he exec produced. It was oh, hosted nice. by Jace Hall. Um, I did a terrible job in my episode. <laughs> I I don't talk about it much. Uh, it was Justice League versus the Avengers, and I was Team Justice League. And I won't go into the story because it's hyper embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, wow, now I'm really well, intrigued. I, I know oh, you can't say that and then yeah. just like leave it on the floor. Can we put a link to that, that in the description there, of why, this podcast? Why? Why? Why did right I bring now. this up? the The studio that we shot at was a little. It was a little was a little mini studio and uh it was real hot in there i this is such a bad excuse but it was so hot i couldn't think guys i i just i i i had like i already had a lifetime of knowledge and then i did a bunch of research uh you know it's especially for the appearance and then i just hacked it up it just uh it was it was terrible but they had us all come out and meet stan and it was and you know have a few minutes with him take a few pictures and he was just he was just super cool well for whatever it's worth you were probably set up i mean if this is avengers versus justice league and stan's the exec producer it was it was only hot in your green room Right. No, yeah. no, 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 no. It was the universe setting me up. I, I, I was, uh, <laughs> did not, did not go well. Um, but, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And meeting Stan was, you know, one of the highlights of yeah, my existence. Yeah, he's an amazing so. guy. Yeah. I know we're, we're all about the fans here, but yeah. since we're in the room together, who would be your pick for someone that you would really like to do uh, to have an interview with who, uh, uh, car, like an icon, carte blanche, oh, uh, carte blanche for uh, across the board. Yes, do they have to be living? I assume no, that no. They do. Let's let's just go across <laughs> all of time I, I, and I space. I regret the Stephen Hawking thing. I think that would have been yeah, amazing. yeah, no doubt. Like I, you know, and and David Bowie would have been a nice one too. And yeah, but you know, I think with in some of these cases it's hard, right? David Bowie especially, like oh, no one would have predicted. Oh like, that yeah, was gonna absolutely, or Prince. <clears throat> yeah. 
Right. Yeah, I think like if I could choose anybody, I mean, this we'd have to go way back to get Walt Disney, but you know, yeah. I mean, oh, like, yeah. that would be that an would incredible be one. But I mean, if you're looking at people today, like I think Elon Musk could be really interesting. Oh, yes. I think Warren Buffett would be really mm-hmm. interesting. It, it, it's it's kind of funny. Like I mean, Warren Buffett is not like a nerd name, or he's not part of nerd yep. culture. But if you look at what he's done and the way that he communicates, and just like that's something that we are trying to emulate with Legion M, because mm-hmm. if you you can read his his annual letter to shareholders. And it's not a bunch of Wall Street gobbledygook. It's yeah. him explaining in layman's terms, like, this is how we make money. And this yep. is how, you know, we think that we're going to make more money next year. And these are the risks that, and it's just, you know, so I I, I think that'd be a really interesting, non-obvious one. Yeah. Another one on our on our list is Guillermo del Toro. Uh-huh. I mean, we were lucky enough to do, to co-host or to host a Shape of Water screening. We sold out the Cinerama Dome and we right. had Guillermo there and we had Elijah Wood and uh, the SpectraVision team conduct the interview. Like we did the Shape of Water screening and then we had Guillermo talk about it and it was... I mean, I think it was probably one of, it was the best q and I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he is so creative and he's just so eloquent in how he describes things. And phenomenally and his, passionate. Yeah, he, amazingly he, he passionate. He speaks with such great energy. <clears throat> when it's we incredible. first started Legion M, literally, we, we were probably less than a couple months old and we were invited to Guillermo's Bleak House. And just for the generous offering of, you know, Guillermo wanted, he heard what we were doing. He thought it sounded really cool. And he wanted to sit down and just give us some advice. And we literally, we spent like an hour and a half with him mm-hmm. on a Sunday afternoon in his bleak house. He toured us all around and, you know, encouraged us to, to like dream large and be ambitious, but also gave us good warnings about like what to avoid and who to avoid and who who might be good partners. And it was like, it was just, I mean, it was, he didn't want any compensation or equity or anything. He was just like, no, I just wanted to, to wow. help you guys out. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to sit down with him. Uh, I, Incredible. I, 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 I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, it was shortly after, literally, like the next day, I was walking my son out to the bus stop, and you know, I hadn't stopped talking about how we had just spent an hour and a half at Guillermo's house. And my son looks at me and goes, "Dad, do people ever start companies just so they can like meet with their hero?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, what are you thinking there?" Dad? He's like, <laughs> "Yeah, you're uh, you're sitting in one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This is it. This is exactly <laughs> what we're doing. That's yeah. right." Uh, it's a, it's a it's a platform that I love, and, yeah. and now you gentlemen are here. That's, 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 I I created my own content, and now we're there we're we living go. in it. Perfect. I love it. It's a good it. model. Yep, I love it. Yep. I want to talk more about Evermore. Can we talk about Evermore? Can you sure. say anything about Evermore? There's probably not a ton that we can say like about the content and about the creative, but um, I mean we can you know we can tell you a little bit about it. I'm I'm curious. Like, are, what do you know about it? I know that it was uh, that it is a sci-fi punk series created Steampunk, by Perry yeah. Covington and Eric Feige, mm-hmm. and also Legion M in investors shareholders, yep. and it looks 
Amazing. I mean, there was one, you know, there's one graphic there's on, one, the, yeah. on the uh, official website where I found it. I was like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's inspired by an actual place, uh, uh, the Evermore Park in Wisconsin, which is oh. um, created by Dr. Evermore. And it's uh, it's literally who's considered one of the godfathers of, of steampunk. And that that illustration that you've seen is based on an actual physical park that's been built as a steampunk installation, which is amazing. And so the the series, it's a one-hour sci-fi series that that revolves around this installation being kind of, you know, having um, these special powers and, and capabilities. And so we haven't really talked much more about it than than that, but uh, uh, Perry and Eric have uh, have the, the script, and it's amazing. And, you know, when we got hooked up with them, we thought, oh, this is really powerful. Yeah, it's it's a really cool story too because Perry and Eric were like they're in the Air Force and mm-hmm. I think that they recently left the Air Force. I mean, after a long time kind of working there. So so this was a passion project that they developed on their own. And and they, you know, pitched it and they showed it around to some friends. And as it turns out, one of their friends was a uh, high-ranking executive or had, was was friends with a high-ranking executive at a popular streaming service that I probably can't name <laughs> rhymes with red ricks <laughs> and you know and and showed it and like we got some industry interests you know he he did like completely on their own mm-hmm. and and at the same time we were launching and they found a way it turns out that they had a connection to Terry Lubaroff our head of development and they you know arranged a chance to meet after one of her panels at a con and pitched them the story and and showed them kind of the interest that they had and like it's a great story and it's a great fit for us and they've got traction and Terry read the script and she absolutely loved it and so like again it's just one of those amazing things that the superpower that we've got is just that you know two members of the Legion that I, I think that there's hundreds if not thousands of stories like that about people that have talents and 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 capabilities and so for us to be able to to kind of you know do a project that comes from a member and investor is 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 really powerful. That's the ideal state. Yeah, that's you the know, absolute that's, ideal. Uh, that's our and you know we know that and we we absolutely don't make any promises like oh just because you're an investor doesn't mean we're going to develop your project. We can't take everyone's projects, but you know whenever possible, you know we want to source content from the Legion. We want to staff our production through the Legion. We we'd like. You know, the community is a resource and, you know, if we're not kind of um, discovering things there, then we're we're missing an opportunity. And so, you know, the perfect scenario for us is to to create a new franchise like this that organically kind of comes straight out of the Legion, yeah. the Legion itself. Well, and that's the whole motivation behind Pitch Elevator as well. <laughs> Which you're intimately aware of. I, <laughs> I indeed am. It was it was so much fun. It really was. To, Did you to do take it in, in the in the elevator Comic-Con. or online? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, fantastic. I went in there, had my my thirty seconds or whatever it was, and that's uh, fantastic. Went for it. That yeah. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's such I, a well. I mean, we're we're really excited about Pitch Elevator because we feel like it's you know like when we started it, it was really an activation and a way to like source some ideas, but also give the Legion a vote and a voice. And, you know, now I, you know, we're, we're really bullish on it because we feel like it could take on a life of its own as a 
television series uh, where 100%. we produce, you know, like it's American Idol for pitches, and we bring on celebrities to give feedback, and but ultimately the winning the winning pitch gets developed. You know, and right now all, all we can offer is a development deal with Legion M, but at some point if we're partnered with the network, we could actually potentially offer it to go to series, you know, yeah. like or go to a pilot at least and it could be amazing and we want to put that on the road, have it go around to to Comic-Cons around the country where I think that would be absolutely brilliant and yeah. the aforementioned unmentioned streaming service I think would be a perfect home yeah. Yeah. For, yeah. for something such, like that. Such a show. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Well, and the Pitch Elevator is such a great example and we should probably explain it for people that are yes. listening yes, please. that, that please. don't know what yes. it is, but we built a, a, a prop, a full-size prop elevator on the floor of Comic-Con and anybody was invited to come in, you could step inside and there was a countdown timer and a cameraman and you had two minutes to pitch your idea for a movie or TV show. And so that was kind of stage one and we collected hundreds of pitch at the con and then we had an online submission period where we collected hundreds more. We ended up with over 10 hours worth of footage. And so to sift through the 10 hours worth of footage, which you, you got to think about that, like that's an interesting challenge, right? That's a lot of time. So if I sat down and watched the 10 hours worth of footage, A, it would take me 10 hours and B, you would, well, assuming that I only have to watch every pitch once, right, right. to pick uh, pick out the top 10 and I don't have to go back and rewatch right. some and all that sort of stuff. But the other thing is you end up with one person's opinion. And so what we did was we built a game that allowed all of our Legion, our members and investors to watch the pitches. And the way we set it up is you would watch two of them head to head. You would rate each one of them on a scale of one to five. But you also had to choose one of them to move on. Like, what is your vote? You know, gun to your head. If you have to only choose one of these, which one would you choose? And so we took all that data, all the ratings that people did, as well as what they selected head to head. We have this, you know, kind of AI machine learning algorithm that would would randomly do the assignments at first until it kind of learned. And then it would start doing, you know, kind of more specific matches. But we ended up with over tens of thousands of votes that from the Legion that allowed us to say with like certainty, okay, these are the top pitches. And it's not my opinion or Paul's opinion. Like it's, it, it's wonderful because not only are we crowdsourcing the ideas from the Legion, we're also using the wisdom of the crowd to evaluate and find the best of the best. And I think that that's, it's just two such great examples mm-hmm. of what being owned by a Legion of fans, you know, means. Because if we were a tradi- if this was just Paul and Jeff's production company. Two opinions. Like, two probably not very good opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, decidedly bad opinions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't be able to agree. <laughs> uh, that's I liked your pitch actually, Devlin, and Jeff didn't. Just for the record, like I was like, I for see. It. <laughs> so just, that's how it comes down. Okay. What was your pitch? Do you remember? Yeah, give it. Can you? Do you give want to pitch down? it right now? Yeah, oh doing, boy, uh, here we go. You want to redo? <laughs> So, oh boy, my my show is uh, is called Amish Paradise, based on the uh, the Weird Al song, yeah. and essentially we follow Jebediah as he uh, finds a magic butter churn and is sent through various adventures through time and space. Oh my God, I, I remember this. One. <laughs> 
That is awesome. Yes. That, that, that's it. That's it. That is actually a that great, really I mean, first good. of all, the fact that it's a, a show based on a Weird Al song. I mean, you yeah. get you get He's points my guy. for that. Yeah. He's my guy. And, you know, frankly, you you had me at Magic Butter Churn. You're like, <laughs> like, I think once you once you say that, it's done. Just like, I think you know, that becomes like slower, a, slower, like, and, uh, you know, opens the time warp. I don't, I don't know. I'm really <laughs> surprised that that didn't, me didn't too. make it to the finals. I know. Wow. Well, shocking. You know shocking. What? What's it, wrong with that algorithm? Yeah. No, you know, it, just work on it, you know, clean, you know, figure out like, like what it needs, but definitely do it again. Next time, were you dressed in as an Amish I think, man? Well, Did you have when a I, magic when I butter pitched churn? it, <laughs> I was, I was dressed as Jebediah at the time. Okay. Yes. I pitched it as Amish paradise. I later, as uh, through the iterations of development, when I was trying to, uh, yeah, I, I turned it into Rumspringa because I think that's probably, even though I like the Amish paradise, there's a whole thing with getting, you know, even though it's it's based on the Weird Al song, I don't want to like get in trouble oh, with right, Weird right. Al's people. Yeah, so uh, I changed the title to Rumspring. I think that that mm-hmm. goes a bit farther. And yeah, yeah awesome. well, we'll, 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 we'll see if it, it ever actually happens. That's <clears throat> funny. But uh, it's it's a character that I love to play. Like yeah. I've I've had this this Pomeranian on my chin for a while now. But uh, <laughs> I when I when I shave it off, I lose about twelve years. And of course, I have to be clean shaven to play Jebediah because I've got a I've got a fake beard and you right. know the the whole thing. I go all out. Um, <laughs> got uh, got all sorts of play at various comic cons. I definitely and- remember. Like I, I, I think I definitely remember seeing the the pitch. It was fun. Yeah, I had a good time. No, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, I think that about wraps it up. No, uh, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Thank you so much for joining me. I know uh, Legion M can be found at legionm.com. Yep. Where can people find you across social media? Should you wish to be found? Legion M official. Yep. Across all, just uh, on okay. all, all channels. Yep. All channels. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for having us. This was fun. Yeah, Absolutely. this is a lot of fun. Yeah. And for those uh, for those fans out there who now know all of the information that they can definitely become an investor, what's the simplest and best direct way? to yeah, become a so, part of the company. Yeah, so absolutely. Uh, well, one thing I wanted to point out is that you can join Legion M anytime for free. So you don't need to be an investor to be a part of our community. And the reason we do that is, you know, a lot of times, you know, asking someone to make an investment can be, that's a big decision. And so sometimes it's nice if you're able to come on board and see what we're all about, get to know us, get to see the project, see the community in action. And then later, if you want to make an investment, that's, uh, and also because we're not always open for investment. Right now, we happen to be. Like we opened around a few weeks ago. There's a few weeks left before we'll close it. But so if people want to join and invest right now is a good time because they can go they can go to legionm.com to join uh, and also there's a, a button on there that that will take them over to if they decide to invest our investments go through an SEC uh, regulated platform called WeFunder so it's they kind of like a Kickstarter for equity crowdfunding. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, they can find it through legionm.com, but if they wanted to go direct, they could go to WeFunder slash uh, legionm, wefunder.com backslash legionm. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. No, thank we, you and for thank you for us. your support. Well, Paul, Jeff, thank you. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Rob, my uh, the, yep. uh, the silent uh, partner that made this all come together. Yeah. Thank you, Jake, my engineer on oh, staff yeah. today. Jake. Thank you to everyone here at the Nerd School. Thank you to Trevor. Thank you to uh, producer Emily. 
my games producer Olivia Ward. We didn't get around to uh, to any games today, but uh, but oh. thank you to her. Next, <laughs> next show. Thank you so much. See you on the next one. All right.